The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Mingxing was a native of Hanyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming. This is our special program. As me and Di Yi and Yushun are traveling in Inner Mongolia, this is to be exact. This is Ulan Chabu in Central Inner Mongolia, just two hours on the high-speed train from Beijing, and、uh, we are here to look for examples, to study the place, and to know and find out the latest in China's pursuit of modernization. And when it comes to Ulan Chabu, well, like I said earlier, is it in central Inner Mongolia, and Inner Mongolia is an autonomous region to the north of China, and it's actually in the border region.、Uh, Ulan Chabu is the region that's closest to Beijing.、Uh, it's got a population of 2.7 million, and is a multi-ethnic、uh, region with、uh, Han people, Mongolian. And Hui and Man, a lot of、uh, ethnic people living here. Ulan Chabu, to be more precise, is a place where the agrarian lifestyle gradually transitions into the nomadic lifestyle. So here we are in central Ulan Chabu,、uh, Jining City, and、uh, this is typically a farming region. But if you go further north to、uh, the Sizi Wangqi region, then、uh, most likely you will see、uh, a vast. A、prairie and grassland, and people might live a nomadic lifestyle there. So this is a special place for us to look into, as、uh, because this is a, a border region and it's not close to the economic center of the country. And whether or not people are making progress, what kind of lives they are living, what changes they're going through, might provide us a very good insight into what's going on across the country. So Li Yi, is this the first time you were here in Wulanchabu in, in Mongolia? Ah,、uh, it's actually my first time to Wulanchab,、uh, to be specific. But it's not really my first time here in Mongolia. I think I visited this place in two thousand and fifteen, I guess. And at that time, I think. Inner Mongolia strikes me as a place of rich natural landscapes. I mean, there's the grassland、mm-hmm. and、uh, there's desert. And meantime, you know, I was also、uh, touched by、uh, the passion possessed by local people. They're always like so nice to you, and they're always so energetic, and、uh, their unique living style. You know, maybe being affected by generations of people living on this grassland, as you said, nomadic lifestyle. It's such a unique spirit,、mm-hmm. so it's definitely、um, exciting trip for me here in Wulanchab. And Yushun, what's your take? Yeah, it is my first time to be in Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region, and of course, also the first time in Wulanchabu. And Li Yi, you said they have a kind of a unique lifestyle,、yes. and you had a unique experience. And I think that is exactly the thing that I want to say that people are always seeing this kind of thing. To mislead a lot of、mm-hmm. people outside of Ulanchab or outside of Inner Mongolia, and making them believe that <laughs> they ride horses to everywhere <laughs> they want to go, you know. Because、um, before we arrived in Inner Mongolia,、uh, the first thing in my mind was that kind of you know stereotype. That's understandable, right? If you didn't ever come across any people from Inner Mongolia or you have never visited this region, you you will have that kind of imagination or stereotype、uh, from the way that you look at some kind of a TV series、mm-hmm. or TV dramas when you were in childhood, right? And at that time, I mean, 
basically every Chinese kid must have watched Huan Zhu Gege or The Princess Pearl, right? Oh come on, you're that generation. <laughs> yeah,、um, it just replay a lot of times on TV,、um, and yeah, that's kind of a television adaptation of、um, a novelist Chong Yao's novel series of the same name. So. Thanks to that TV series, I have always had that kind of imagination that people from Inner Mongolia will always ride a horse to everywhere they want. Because in my imagination, this city is covered by grassland, and <laughs> it's grassland everywhere. So that was jokingly a stereotype, but actually, after we arrived here, it's totally not what I was thinking, and it is just as normal as all of the cities in China. And I. Have to say, in some ways, even better because you know, this is a huge place, and it feels like everywhere in this city is so big. The roads are so wide, but the density of cars is not very high. So, if you are traveling here or just driving here, you will feel it's very, very comfortable driving here because you don't need to queue up for basically anything. And、um, life here is so chill and calm. Unlike some, you know, cosmopolitan cities, you can never speed up. Over sixty kilometers, I think, per hour, because it is just so common to, you know, see either it's a small lane or just traffic jam. And I'm not saying that it's bad living in big cities, but these are two different lifestyles, I would say.、Mm-hmm. I think that's also what makes Wulanshan, especially as a very popular. Tourist resort in northern、mm. China in recent years, especially especially for people living in Beijing, because as you said, I mean it's only like two hour high speed railway train tip a、right. trip to Wulanshan. But、like、if you drive, it's like four to five hours on the yes. road. Yes, so think about it for people who have been living in that city and for years, you just want to have a relax and getaway on the grassland. And maybe Wulanshan will be a perfect. Place for you, and also with the cool weather and the convenient transportation. But I think this trip, we are also about to explore more than that, right? We are exploring industries here, and we will visit more companies here, and really look at the real lifestyle right now. Right? Yeah. Like we mentioned earlier, this is a place of multi ethnicity, and really,、uh, a lot of Mongolian people live here. And we were rather unfortunate to have missed a major sports event last week. Which was hosted here, and uh, you know uh, the Manchurian people and the、uh, Mongolian people,、mm-hmm. and you know the Mongolian people were known for、uh, having a lifestyle on horseback, and、mm-hmm. therefore they are quite adept at riding horses and shooting arrows and anything pertaining to the nomadic lifestyle. So、uh, it, there really is much to see, which is why in summertime, when it gets really hot elsewhere in China,、uh, you see a lot of tourists pouring in. Because temperature here is a few degrees below、uh, the average in the metropolitan city of Beijing, which is why tourism is also a major industry here in this part of the country. And yes, we are here to explore the examples and cases of these local people pursuing modernization and pursuing a better way of living. And when it comes to development and、uh, increasing living standards,、uh, the first thing to note is industry.、Mm. You can't have a prosperous economy unless you have a sound and, and sustainable industry. And、uh, Anushin and Li Yi and I already we've been doing、uh, quite a lot of traveling.、Uh, we go to different parts of the region. To seek out the industries, the pillar industries, or the quite influential companies that、uh, live here, and、uh, well, who's to begin first?、Uh, mm. Tell us the most impressive thing you have had so far during your trip. Yeah, I visited a smoked chicken company, and、um, mm. that is basically kind of a famous product in Wulanchabu, especially in the town called Zhuozi County. And、um, Liming, you also tasted it before, right? So let's see if we have the same feeling.、Um, it's a little bit salty for me, at least. But it has a unique smoky taste with a little bit of wood tasting there. Even though they only smoke it for only about three to four minutes, so normally it's a whole chicken. So when it's a family gathering or you have a big meal to serve. It's quite a suitable choice for you, and that is basically the picture of a smoked chicken. All right, and, and you went to Zhuozi specifically to、mm. seek out their specialty product, which is、uh, smoked chicken. What was the first impression for you there? 
As Lee said, a lot of people there just so enthusiastic and energetic, and they welcomed us very warmly. And、um, of course, they gave us a lot of chicken to eat.、Um, yeah. And talking about this county,、uh, Zhuozi in Chinese, it sounds like a table, right?、Mm -hmm. And actually, it originated from this word, but the character was changed to Zhuozi, which in Chinese means 卓越资源 extraordinary resources, because The local people would like to have a better meaning from the name of it, so they changed these two characters. And、um, the dish used to be a, you know, very common and traditional dish in this county. But with many years of cooking, especially during some ceremonies or gatherings, the villagers think that it is good enough to sell to outsiders. And、um, basically, that is the birth of this product. And at the beginning, people will sell this smoked chicken by setting up stalls in railway stations, since it will have a lot of、uh, newcomers and and travelers, of course, who have never tried smoked chicken. But yeah, you know, now with the technology of all of these packaging, like vacuum packaging and fast delivery, you can buy the smoked chicken with、uh, many different flavors from all around the country online. That was a very smart idea to promote the local specialty product through the window of trains going through this place.、Mm. It's a one quick way to promote your products to areas far and wide outside of the region. Yeah. And so, what was the size of the smoked chicken industry there? Were you able to find out?、Mm. I mean, what is the common way of production? Because when it comes to smoked chicken, I think the If you were only making them to sell them at through the train windows, most likely you are not producing them on a large scale. What's the size of the industry here? Are we talking about? Yeah, and、um, one trivia is that they even have a museum for smoked chicken. So I got a lot of information from this museum.、Um, currently, there are eight smoked chicken processing enterprises, twenty-two small workshops, and over one hundred and ten. Sells outlets in the entire county. So basically,、uh, when we were traveling there, you、mm -hmm. know, when you're visiting one street of Zhuozi County, you can even see a whole street with smoked chicken stores. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've、um, been there. I can imagine that. <laughs> right. And the annual sales of smoked chicken exceed three million units, and generating a sales revenue of nearly two hundred million yuan. That's about twenty-seven point eight million U.S. dollars. And most of the processing units operate as family workshops, so that means that it will lack some kind of a standardized production practices, and the products are kind of、um, limited in variety because it's just chicken, you know. So it is difficult to ensure the consistent quality, and the smoked chicken industry in this county is still in kind of a small scale and、um, fragmented and with limited. Sales radius. I, I think there's plenty of reasons why we are seeing、uh, the smoked chicken industry、uh, at the current state. I mean, for one thing,、uh, is a fierce competition. I mean, the ingredients or the formula in which they make these smoked chickens differ from one family to another, and most likely the ingredients is a much guarded secret. So that's、mm. that's one explanation for this. And also,、uh, these smoked chickens they don't keep. For long, I mean, if you、mm. make them, even though you pour a lot of salt into them、uh, to make them last, but most likely they're not good to eat after a week in plain packaging. So that could explain the current state of development. But you also mentioned a lot of factories, at least eight factories going on、mm. there. Have you seen any examples of them upgrading the way of production? Yes. First of all. The techniques of smoking a chicken is kind of a Chinese traditional technique, you know. So, but right now with the modern technology, and they are trying to use these kind of、um, digitalized、um, equipments to precisely manage the time they smoke and、um, cook the chicken. So basically, I saw first of all a huge pot that they cook the chicken with the broth. Of course, the small one can basically cook. One hundred chicken at one time, and the bigger one can cook basically two hundred and forty chicken at one time, 
and after they cook the chicken, they will put it into a huge can to smoke it with sugar and wood to make it have a special taste and special flavor. And with that, in the ancient time or in、um, in the old days, people will smoke it in some kind of a mud-built pots. Oh,、so、rather that, crude. Yeah, and at that time, it's hard to control the heat and too hard to control the time. But now, with all of these modern technology, they can precisely control the time and manage the temperature inside, so that they can make it a more modernized process to basically produce all of these smoked chicken. And yes, there are other ways in which the region is trying to upgrade its、uh, smoked chicken industry. We'll come back to this part、uh, a bit while later.、Uh, Li Yi, what was your experience traveling? Well, actually, I visited a local yogurt production company, and、uh, I think that makes quite a lot of sense. Because when mentioning Inner Mongolia, people will just think about grassland, and when talking about grassland, what do we think about cows? cows. Yes, exactly. So that's why the local milk industry, and of course, the yogurt industry, has been so. Prosperous for decades, and、uh, actually, you know, the Wulanchub, the city we are visiting, is known as the capital of yogurt of China.、Uh-huh. So that means it has very strong yogurt industry, and、uh, of course, milk industry. Because if you look at data, the annual livestock of dairy cows is three hundred thousand, and the yearly production of fresh milk is. Nine hundred thousand tons, and、uh, so that just make Wulanshan one of the top ten cities in China for milk production. And also, I think when mentioning yogurt, and we can't really ignore the story of Herzman because yogurt has been a very popular drink for them for decades and、uh, for centuries, I would say. Especially in summer, it's just so cool, fresh, and especially it just、uh, contains. The good bacteria and、uh, just help maintain a healthy balance of your gut bacteria, which is beneficial to your overall well-being. Yeah, and it's very essential, especially for nomadic people who live in this part of the country, because they didn't necessarily have access to a good many types of vegetables. Yes, because growing them might take a lot of water, and so if they don't get that intake of fiber, they do need some other supplements to. Make sure that their gut are healthy to digest whatever milk and dairy products they are eating every day. So yogurt makes total sense. Yes, and actually, as I said, people living on this land, they have been like、uh, living in this lifestyle, like meat,、uh, milk, and of course the、um, staple food have been their main food resources. And of course, the yogurt is、um, the thing we are exploring during this trip. And actually, I was told that the current yogurt making technique、uh-huh. that is being used in Wulanshan has already been passed down from generation to generation. And、uh, actually, it's now the fourth generation of people who are producing yogurt in Wulanshan. The fourth generation. Yes, so it's I, really got a long history. You mean the company、uh, you visited has been making yogurt for four generations? Because here, I think the yogurt. Really has existed in the local people's diet for God knows how many years, hundreds, perhaps thousands of years. Yes, it might just been even earlier than、right. we expected. But、mm-hmm. I think really the technique, the specific technique of making yogurt, especially the company I visited, and、um, you know the CEO of this company is being recognized as someone who possesses the yogurt. Producing technique, which is also the intangible cultural heritage in、oh. Malaysia, so that's quite amazing. So you see, this technique has been passed on for generations, and meantime, they are also expanding this technique, developing this technique with modern technology. And I think that's one of the most striking part for me during this trip. What kind of modern technology are being applied to the making of yogurt, even though it's been passed down for generations? For example, a very interesting story I learned during the interview is that. The CEO of this yogurt production company used to be like a local herdsman, and、uh, he was very good at like recognizing what is the exact and perfect time to make the fermentation of yogurt, like、uh-huh. from milk to yogurt. And、uh, in the past, he would just、uh, use like some traditional ways, like smelling and look at the state of the milk of、mm-hmm. the material, and to make the judgment whether it is a good time for everything to just、uh, possess. So instead of chemistry, we. Used to rely on experiences. human experiences. Yes, exactly.、Have. And now, you know, this time when they enter to the factory of this company, they just got a whole 
automatic production line. So you see no human being in oh. the factory when you know uh, making the whole uh, fermentation process. So all I saw was just a huge pots, and I was told some pots contain milk. And uh, there was some like tube and uh, some just magic happens and uh, uh, milk was turned into yogurt. And uh, all the process was only overcharged by one or two personnel and with computers. So they're just uh, seeing the whole process and making judgment based on technology and based on very scientific research. Mm -hmm. So that is the newest way of, of producing yogurt. Right, right. And, and I went to a different part of the region. I went to Fengzhen city, which is quite close to Wulan Chapu. Mm -hmm. And this place is known for its brand of mooncakes, mm -hmm. like people living in three to five hundred kilometers around this part will refer to Fengzhen Yuebing. They, they is in fact part of the memory. So, and this uh, tradition really goes back hundreds of years when perhaps in the Qing dynasty, at least more than 200 years ago, when people were traveling from the southern city of Datong in Shanxi province. When I say southern, I mean comparatively. Shanxi still is a, a northern um, province in, in China. But when people were looking for their fortunes, traveling outside of their own uh, homeland, of their own province to look for business opportunities. They travel in caravans, perhaps riding camels, and they travel long distance. And as a result, they need something to eat mm -hmm. on the road. And they couldn't really bring them buns because they don't last that long. So they mm -hmm. thought of this idea of making hubing back then. Uh, we used to refer to uh, anything that was not originally from central China as hu like hujiao pepper, add some pepper mm. from other parts of, from outside of the Zhongyuan. And hubing, if by its name, you could tell that this is not originally from uh, central China, but that was a technique that people were already uh, mastering. And when they traveled to this part of the Inner Mongolia, this is a major trading post. People congregate here and they get the supplies. And so it was a very good place to develop this mooncake technique. And one guy from Shanxi province was a very good pastry chef or cook. Anyway, he got the skills and he settled down here and he started making them. And more people uh, followed suit and this became a very important industry in the region. But that being said, before the modernization process started, people mostly relied on mm -hmm. family-based workshops to fulfill the orders. And they didn't used to make them all year round because mooncakes, people eat them only at the mid-autumn festival mm -hmm. around the middle of the eighth month in a lunar calendar. So usually they would uh, start making them about one or two months before uh, the actual festival. And as such, they didn't need a big production line. They didn't need a big factory. There were workshops. But over the past two decades, we've seen the region and both the businessmen and the government really investing into promoting their brand industry, which is mooncake. And one typical example is the local government invested money into building an industrial park mm. where there are currently about 15 mooncake factories plus three oil processing companies. I mean, they're making a special type of mooncake with a special kind of ingredients in the form of the oil. So three supplementary companies to assist in the mooncake industry. So but when talking about industrial park, you mean that they are trying to invite companies being involved in a whole mooncake production industry line. Right, right. Mm. So they're trying to upgrade the industry from family-based workshops to factories that mm. can mass-produce them. The head of one mooncake factory that I talked to provided a very good example yesterday, saying that he remembered quite vividly that perhaps uh, about a decade ago, in fact, more than a decade ago, when a major company in the vicinity placed an order for 260,000 mooncakes, before the mid-autumn festival, wow. although a leading company was not able to process all that order. Mm -hmm. So they talked to the top six mooncake companies in the region. Still, they were not able to fulfill that order. Mm -hmm. But thanks to the upgrade of industry, they've 
now built production lines in the industrial park, and now even as that big company increasing their order to more than three hundred thousand,、mm. they were able to fulfill that order with only three companies in the industrial park. So. The size has really、uh, grown up with the introduction of industrial park. You're listening to a special program of Roundtable as Li Yi and Yushun and Mi Lai Ming are traveling in、uh, Wulan Chabu in Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region to look at the good examples of China's modernization. And we are going to, into a break now. We, when we come back, we'll have more observations and more interesting discussions to follow. Please stay tuned. Dida, a podcast of CCTV Radio.、We、go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming. I'm traveling with Li Yi and Yu Shun in Wulan Chabu in Inner Mongolia, which is an autonomous region in northern China. And we are here to look at examples of China's path to modernization. We have been talking about industries in this region, which is essential to the local economy, because private sector accounts for about. Fifty percent of the tax revenues in this country, about sixty percent of、uh, contribution to the national GDP, about seventy percent of innovation in this country, and more than eighty percent of jobs, and more than ninety percent of business entities. So we can't really stress enough about the importance of private sectors. And just now we mentioned how the region and the businesses in the region have been. Looking for ways to upgrade the、uh, specialty brands and specialty businesses,、uh, the next question follows: and what happens when these companies and these businesses achieve some level of economy of scale and、uh, upgrade and multiply the production capacity? The next question is: what happens? I mean, how are they able to sell? The excess products, if they have been so successful in boosting them, and one major solution, obviously, for people in this part of the country, is to rely on the internet. And unlike、uh, the coastal region, where you have concentrated businesses where people can afford to mail products practically for free,、um, here in this part of the region, people have to do an extra. Amount of work in order to promote their products and online shopping and recently e-commerce live streams have become very effective ways for them to promote their products. Just yesterday, as I was talking to the head of a mooncake factory in the neighborhood, he told me that they've had a major success in conducting e-commerce live stream. They plan to sell about twenty-seven units of pastry products. Over e-commerce live stream, but they got orders for more than thirty thousand. As a result, the the staff members were working overtime to fill、mm-hmm. fulfill the orders. So that that's one one example that I saw.、Uh, Li Yi, have you seen anything similar with yogurt factory? Yes, actually, I was told that even before the boom of e-commerce, especially this live stream. Social media platform, especially on short video platform,、mm-hmm. the company has already been. Cooperating with、uh, live streamers to sell their products, and they actually have experienced a struggling time in terms of promoting their products because, actually, local people in Wollongong are very familiar with their yogurt product, and、uh, they are very familiar with their brand. But the thing is that how to promote their product outside of Wollongong into more cities and even to more provinces across China. So, of course, among all the strategies, they just decide to. Repackage their brand and release some new brand, and also release some new products, and also to cooperate with、uh, different 
major live streamers on different platforms, and I was told that the sales volume of one single live streaming of a top live streamer could just reach millions of yuan, and that's just beyond imagination. And I think that just、uh, strikes extra pressure to those offline stores, of course. But anyway, it just helped the company to expand their business in some way, and now they can just、uh, sell their products to all across China, and especially with the cold chain. Logistics services, and they are being able to deliver their products to more region, and that's just one major approach for this yogurt production company to promote their business. And Yushun, is there something similar happening where you went? I mean, have they been able to sell smoked chicken outside of railway stations? Yeah,、um, they are also actively expanding and developing new media live streaming. For sales, and、um, according to this salesperson that I interviewed from the smoke chicken business, she herself is also participating the live streaming. So, yeah, after we interviewed her, she just went directly to the scene of、mm-hmm. live streaming. You know, so、um, and their live streaming sessions have resulted actually quite successful in sales of up to thirty thousand yuan per session, and with the best. One reaching one hundred seventy thousand yuan in sales. That is about twenty three thousand US dollars. And throughout the year, their e-commerce platform generates sales of approximately nine point six million yuan. And of course, during the peak season, like Duanwu Dragon Boat Festival and Chinese New Year, their daily sales can exceed one million yuan. But to be honest, not everyone can rely solely on. You know, just selling smoked chicken online to become wealthy. It also requires certain, you know, marketing skills and selling skills. So, this salesperson mentioned that their franchises, due to their smaller scale, and、um, they achieve an average sales revenue of around fifteen thousand yuan per live streaming session per day. And there is still room for improvement in this sector. And the head of the mooncake factory that I talked to shared one piece of very important insight, and that is, e-commerce live stream has somehow a very important part to play in terms of promoting products that are、uh, to places outside of the region. Because as compared to online shopping,、uh, places like、uh, Taobao in China and Amazon in the U.S. or around the world, these platforms, when consumers go there, they go and with a mind to buy something. I mean, Li Yi, for instance, if you want to buy some makeup, you will have it in mind and you go searching for them. Yes. But compared to these online platforms, some would say traditional online shopping platforms, e-commerce、uh, live stream presents.、Uh, Or short video platforms,、uh, they present a unique advantage in the sense that people are actually hanging out there watching short videos, and unbeknownst to them, they will be pushed some short video promoting certain products. So they will not be looking for products. They will not know they have a need for certain products until they've seen a video promoting them. So that really gives these companies in this part of the region. A chance to promote their products, to make the products known to people outside of this region. So this is really revolutionary.、Um, as I understand, the short video platforms and live streams also exist in countries outside of China, and we are actually interested to see how such a business model can. Create results, in fact, in markets outside of this country. Yes, and I think another amazing story of、uh, using live streaming for companies, especially in cities like Wollongong, is not really. I mean, of course, a major purpose would be just to promote their products, to sell their products in a better way. But in the meantime, I think they are also using this kind of way to reach to their. Consumers in a more direct way because either is yogurt company or the、uh, smoked chicken company and like the mooncake production company you visited Liming. I think they are all、uh, exploring a way that inviting their own employees to be professional live streamers and they may not have very professional knowledge about it, but they receive the training and they learn about it and they just、uh, themselves become a live streamer and they just.、Uh, 
they just simply know their products better than those professional live streamer on their on those e-commerce platforms. And meantime, that's also a way to you know make interaction with your consumers. I think for any company out there to expand their business.、Mm-hmm. And are you sure you're seeing anything similar to that? Yeah. To be honest, this smoked chicken company also have that kind of、uh, you know strategy to actually help the employment of local residents. So,、mm-hmm. for example, they help create local employment opportunities for residents with a labor capacity, and they develop suitable job positions and provide relevant training, such as like packaging. And stewing these chickens, and they prioritize employing local residents, so that they can actually help the development um, and um, the employment of this local area. And the average worker's wage can exceed five thousand yuan, which is basically higher than the local average wage of around three thousand yuan. That's what this salesperson told me, and making it a I think a great opportunity for them to not only expanding the brand influence, but also actually helping this the development of this county or even the city. Well, I suppose that's the, another benefit of of having an industry upgrade in this particular region, because、uh, prior to the transition or transformation,、uh, these family place workshops they they were small scale. They didn't necessarily have to hire anybody. Long term, then in the case of the mooncake factories, they didn't make other products in other parts of the year, and, and they only have need for extra manpower when it is the peak season, about one or two months before the mid autumn festival. I suppose it would be the same thing when it comes to smoked chicken and yogurt,、uh, with the Upgrade of the industry and the business model.、Um, the companies, in fact, are able to hire more people locally and provide、uh, means for them to make a living. And the guy that I talked to at the Mooncake Factory says that now that with five hundred people on his payroll, he feels more responsibility to、mm-hmm. make sure that、uh, all his staff members are being taken care of. He has 150 people working on the production line and 350 working on sales and promotion,、uh, really across the country, across at least across the region to promote his products. But when it comes to live stream e-commerce, there's in fact challenges as well. I mean, we were not able to learn about this unless we until we talk to people who are in the business. And one thing I took away from the Mooncake Factory is. Now that with the assistance of the internet and live stream and online platforms, they are able to put their eyes on the market across the country, and this is good in some sense because it'll expand their sales channel. But this is also problematic if they are not careful, because if you got your eyes on, for instance, big metropolitan cities like Beijing, then the taste of people in big cities. Are obviously different from that that of people living in the local region.、Mm. So if they haven't done enough market research to know what's going on here, one example is a few years back they learned that over the internet people wanted smaller mooncakes、mm-hmm. because they are bite size and they don't weigh on your stomach, and、mm. they're also portable. So they experimented with making smaller mooncakes, all the while forgetting that the majority of their consumers are still within three hundred to five hundred kilometers of their company, who would prefer larger size mooncakes.、Mm-hmm. So that's one challenge, or one thing to look out for when companies are considering the overall market and the bigger market that's being presented to them through online shopping. I think that's just one challenge for any company which is about to expand their business to more、uh, markets. To know the market, especially, is very important. And I think I shared a similar observation when I visited the yogurt production company because the person in chief told me that actually, you know, the yogurt produced here, local in Olancha,、mm-hmm. it's much sour than what we have、uh, uh-huh. maybe in Beijing and the other cities where people. Are not really so used to, you know, drinking this kind of very original grassland yogurt.、Mm-hmm. So that means the company has to, 
you know, figured out uh, what is the need of uh, consumers in different regions and uh, especially to have some personalized strategy in terms of promote the, the product in the meantime to produce the product. So that makes them to have a comprehensive production line. They have more than one, actually a dozen of yogurt products, you know, being launched to the market. And uh, I think that's definitely the situation uh, for any company which is about to upgrade their industry right. have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we come back to the benefit of having larger scale companies in the region. We sort of touched upon this when we talk about the job opportunities being created. What about other uh, factors of production? Lee, through our casual conversation, I learned that there are ways in which the company can interact with the local community uh, on a deeper level and benefit yeah. them. Yes, um, actually, you know, one of the biggest observations of my visit to this yogurt company is that I start to understand the significance of developing industry, real industry for any city, because a real industry, especially a local large business, can really benefit people living around. For example, you know, I can just share with you one tiny story. Um, when I visited this yogurt comp, I noticed that the production line is fully automatic. Mm -hmm. But then when we come to the assembly, the packaging line is not really fully automatic it's, mm. it's somehow like semi-automatic that means they still need people and they're still like human staff and uh, sorting out and packaging their products and meantime there are just uh, several robotic arms you know being helpful when delivering and packaging these products so i just ask one simple question to the person in charge like why don't you um further upgrade Yes, why don't you like further upgrade and replace all this like very original assembly line into fully automatic? And then his answer just uh, shames me and somehow makes me feel guilty because he told me that that is the exact consideration behind their company uh, strategy because they want to provide jobs for local mm. people. Because based on my observation, most of the staffs working in this yogurt company, especially on those assembly line, are middle-aged people. You can't really find any young person in that factory, you know, when uh, in terms of sorting out and packaging. Mm -hmm. So that means this job could just uh, means a lot for uh, people living around, maybe living on, on the grassland to help them to live a decent life. So that's just one story to tell how a local large company can really help to benefit local people in terms of providing job opportunities. And meantime, there's a major strategy for this company they are also offering opportunities for individual farmers mm -hmm. who are living around on the grassland in Wallenchup because previously actually there there were like uh, some farms and uh, scattered around on the grassland of mm -hmm. Wallenchup and but the problem is that individual farmers they don't really possess the very professional knowledge about how to properly raise cattle. They don't know the chemistry. Yes, they don't know the chemistry. And I was told that they basically feed the cows whatever they eat. Oh. Uh, yet that's really not the best way to feed the cows. And as a result, that causes the impact the milk production. Right. Previously, milk production cannot really be guaranteed. And each cow could only produce around 20 kilograms of milk per day. And then this yogurt company, they just uh, provides a chance for individual farmers that with a policy called Cato Custody Service. So, mm -hmm. so that means they can just move, help those cattles move to their own cow houses and of their own dairy farms, and they can just raise the cow in a large-scale way. And of course, they would just invite experts, professional staff to raise the cows and to have proper nutrition distribution, and of course, to ensure their good living environment. And that just helps to increase the milk production of each cow to 30 kilograms of milk per day at least and in the meantime they are offering cash bonus to farmers and of course they are also offering job opportunities farmers can be invited to the company to work as a husband or like a worker in the company so so that's my observation of how you know employment opportunities are being provide to local people after the company upgrades its industry and in the end benefit people. It really is a community-friendly and animal-friendly way to do dairy products. I mean, instead of concentrating all these animals uh, on one single farm and within the company, it is much more animal-friendly. 
to keep the as animals in individual farmers' home and make sure that they are taken care of by individual farmers. And when in case of medical attention, I've seen this as well. Uh, the company might dispatch professional help to tour the farmer's home mm-hmm. to find out whether these animals are living well, whether yes. they are okay, and then whether whether they need medical attention or any guidance on how to feed them. So that that really is a very smart way to carry out the business. And you should、mm. you've seen something similar with the way they raise the chicken. Yes, for those who cannot like work on site, for example, work for the company and doing some kind of a new media thing, the businesses have devised、um, alternative methods, such as providing chicks to farmer and buying back mature chickens at、uh-huh. a predetermined price. And this approach ensures a kind of a stable supply of raw materials for the company. And、while offering local residents a kind of a sustainable livelihood, and、um, there is one sentence that is quite touched my heart when I was interviewing with this salesperson. She said that helping the local residents, or more seriously, poverty alleviation, should focus on inspiring people's aspiration. They they have also provided job opportunities for like housewives. With no prior work experience, and offering them a platform for you know improvement and learning, and starting from basic、uh, computer training such as Excel usage, and they hope to actually empower these women or these local residents. And they firmly believe that helping one person is equivalent to helping one entire family, and their ultimate goal is to contribute to the development of their. Hometown, actually, and they believe that by helping the local residents and improving their lives, they can attract talent back to their hometown and inspire young people to realize their entrepreneurial dreams, even in their own communities. Yeah, that really is essential. And the guy that I talked to at the Mooncake Factory also said that going forward, if the company were to continue expanding and developing, the bottleneck would be found in the lack of talent. And therefore, he really stresses a lot on the need to find the, the most reliable and the most skillful and most informed and most flexible talent. That could keep providing very important、uh, insight and assistance into the further expansion of the company. Zhuozi,、uh, where Yushun went, I've been there, and last time I was there, the local authority organized a workshop inside a e-commerce live stream center,、mm-hmm. and there the people from the teachers actually from vocational schools. Uh, host courses, training courses to anybody that's interested、uh, to learn how to promote products over the internet.、Uh, they learn about skills and the technical know-how, and, and also the ways of talking on live stream e-commerce to sessions to promote products. So the this, I mean, this may sound rudimental and rather、uh, elementary, but I mean, this is a very important lesson to. Get people on board and to let them see that there is a a future in this line of business. And who knows? Maybe one day some of them, the smartest and brightest, might emerge a very good manager and executive in this business and provide the skills and an insight that's necessary for further development of the local business. And one last thing before we、uh, wrap up the show, and that is. During our discussion with the people here, I mean, these are all very influential, very famous、uh, brands that we have visited: Mooncake, Smoked Chicken, and Yogurt, that are very close to the local lifestyle and the local culture. And so, I was glad to see、um, people, and especially pe- businessmen. In the industry, really paying more and more attention to the cultural elements of it, the guy that I talked to said that the reason they were able to get a very successful e-commerce live stream session was they were cooperating with a guy that's very famous currently online, who is well-read, who can talk rather in depth about Chinese culture, 
and while at the same time promoting products. So they have been able to notice the trend in the social media, in the media landscape here in this country, and they realize that culture really is important. And they also know that culture is important in the sense that these businesses, they are related to culture. I mean, the mooncake industry is closely related to how people celebrate the traditional festival of Mid-Autumn Festival, right? And the guy said, if it weren't for culture, our industry could very well not exist. I mean, this is a factory that besides making mooncakes, I mean, there are a factory now, there are not workshops that works only one or two months before the Mid-Autumn Festival. They work all year round, around the clock. So when it's not in peak season for mooncakes, they also make other pastries. So when there's not the cultural element here that's pertaining to how we celebrate our important days, then the company doesn't have to exist. It could very well be taken over by another more influential or perhaps even multinational pastry company. There's no reason for them to exist. And so going forward, they know that it's very important to just stress and incorporate the cultural elements pertaining to their products. And yes, I think, um, and I think that's the interesting observation of industry in any other city, because once an industry is developed into, let's say, a certain kind of scale, it will right. in the end become a kind of culture. And uh, I share a similar observation in the yogurt company. Um, they told me they plan to build a yogurt-themed small town in future, and there will be like a grass planting demonstration base and there will be like dairy farm where people can visit too and there will be like grassland yogurt research and development center in the meantime they can offer different uh, trips to people and actually just uh, days before they have invited local primary school students to the assembly area of this yogurt company and uh, I think we just uh, discussed this topic before previously on the show, uh, research study trip for those little kids. And they can just uh, experience what's it like to package all the yogurt products and they can learn more about the local yogurt and also the milk production, the milk industry culture. And I think that will not only help to boost the company's image, uh, I mean, to boost the local economy, more importantly, it would just help to expand the local culture to build up the pride of local people as a local resident living on this grassland in Wallenchup. So, right, so we really learned a lot on the ground as we travel here in Wallenchup in Inner Mongolia, and uh, it's really valuable uh, lessons and valuable information that we are learning and we are sharing with you. And this is our special program and we plan to stay in this part of the region for a few more days and over the period of time we will look at the cultural elements and also uh, how the real changes that's being made to people's lives so um, I hope you stay tuned for more and that's all the time we have for this special edition of Roundtable um, we will come back the same time tomorrow see you next time <laughs>